X. You are sat across from Tyrell Crine, the financier for the entire Clusterist resistance, uh, the true source, um, some might say, of all the death and conflict that has unfolded on Terebrea over the last decade. Um, and she's just poured the both of you a glass of a unique gin, which she gave you the whole story of. Um, and she kind of takes a sip and says, you've yet to answer my question. What is it you want more than anything, Harold? Harold looks a bit dumbfounded for a moment, but takes a moment uh, to collect himself before taking a sip from the gin. Uh, the gin. Wow, Tyrell. This is a surprise, but yeah, to answer your question, I mean, the whole reason I'm here is uh, put you under. So, I mean, to what do I owe the pleasure? Uh, well, I wanted to give you a gift. And she produces a manila envelope and places it on the table, kind of gently pinning it in place with her arched fingers. And she says, inside of this envelope is the location for attachments pilot uh, Chaser Midway. Home address, uh, security details routine, more than enough for anyone to put one in the back of her head. And why are you giving me this? Well, uh, I want you to work for me. After all this nasty business finishes up, um, you're one of a kind, someone who understands logistics, finances, but who has field experience, uh, a true understanding of what happens out there. You are, uh, as far as I see it, a modern-day warrior monk, a, a true incarnation, and that is valuable, uh, priceless, even. Um, and secondarily, I'd like to have a little favor uh, from you, just down the line. And why would you trust a turncoat? You and I both know that we don't like to hire folks like that. Sure, sure. I'm not asking you to betray anyone. Um, if any hiring that I do would be after your contract... Uh, with the peacekeepers is up. Um, I, I don't want to uh, go there. I'm not like some of my uh, colleagues who, who would do that. I think that we know that reality is entirely based on numbers. When, when people think of change of action, they usually think of, of politicians, soldiers, or the people you see in, in content, you know, on your, on your device. Um, but it's the pencil pushers who affect change. We see reality as it really is, which is an illusory sheet pulled over the rigid framework of deterministic mathematics. We divine the truth from the numbers and we push for the most likely path of success. It wasn't long ago that the entire Gothic sector was nearly destroyed by just one disgruntled administrator. All he had to do was tweak some numbers, make some connections, and it all fell just like he wanted. And what I'm saying is that you and I, we see the purest vision of the world as a depressing representation of data. Uh, every person a spreadsheet, every planet a statistical model, and as plain as it might seem to us, that view is unfortunately either oftentimes too pessimistic with people going full simulation theory and assuming they can predict anything, um, or in other cases, people who refuse to see that data. Um, but but you, from what I can see, you know how to walk that line perfectly. You know when to use data, when to use your gut. Does that make sense? All of it makes perfectly fine sense to me, Tyrell, but let's let's be frank here. I, I don't see a position for myself with your organization. 
you know they're sending folks to arrest me for what happened at the dam. So I, you, you respect me for someone who is able to quantify <laughs> what's the right call to make here. And frankly, I don't believe, I, I don't see a world where we can have uh, a long-term arrangement here. So unless you can give me some assurances in that sense, I, I don't feel entirely comfortable with this. Well, ultimately, you, you know, I hope that you made the right call with Clearwater tactically. Uh, it definitely handicapped the Custer's moves more than you know, really. Um, the optics are certainly bad for someone with plans to live a, a free life. Um, but all you have to do is evade them. Uh, faces are cheap, and nowadays names are even cheaper. Um, I could name half a dozen people in this system alone who could make you disappear. Uh, I have a theory that you probably already know a couple of them and are going to seek out their help. Bluth, for instance, I'm sure is top on your list. If you know my next move, why do you think I'll take yours? Well, because I think you will see, uh, whether now or later, that I'm the person to be with. Uh, I can't think of really anyone in the game right now with the resources or the forethought that I have. Um, me being able to come here and offer you a job is a good signal of that. Um, frankly, I don't know why you wouldn't take a job once this all blows over. Uh, financial security, um, physical security, especially in your situation. Right. One out of character question. Mm -hmm. The manila envelope, and I just assumed this, and I, I should have asked this. That's it. Going back to Hex's story, is that the pilot who killed his brother initially? Uh, no, that is not known. Right? Got it. So it's it's. I don't have any detail on who this pilot is. No, but you do know that the attachment pilot Chaser Midway is. That's a big deal. And why are you giving me this information? To be frank. I think it would be very indicative of how good our situation is on my side, that I'd be happy to give up a virtue um, or the pilot of a virtue just to sweeten the deal. Uh, you don't need to agree to anything now. I just want to make your acquaintance and give you my number and just let you know that, hey, one day this war is going to be over. I know it's been going on for a while, but it's it's so small, really, uh, Harold. It's it's. It's smaller than anyone would think. It's stupid. Uh, no offense. Frankly, I know you're... No, no, none taken. At this point, he sips from the gin. <laughs> I'm more inclined to agree with you than not. I'll mull it over if that's all right with you. Sure. If you um, decide to, to go with it, you know, just shoot me an email. Um, and she kind of takes the middle envelope and tucks it kind of back into her jacket and says, uh, I'd be happy to part with this information once that agreement's in place, but, you know, don't just agree to it because you want the intel. Make it legitimate or else uh, we don't want to be on a bad... Uh, we don't want to be enemies, you and I. It's just not... Neither of us would benefit from it, and I, I don't want to have to do something um, unfortunate. Of course, wouldn't want us both to do something we'd both regret. Of course. Um, uh, you can keep the bottle of gin. Um, and I wanted to congratulate you on uh, sifting through that junk data the reporter gave you. I didn't think anyone could pull it off with all the obfuscation, but it seems that you managed to do it. 
had a little help along the way. Oh, I know. Um, yeah, that's about it. Um, well, it's been a pleasure to make your acquaintance. You're a smart guy, and I, I do hope you end up seeing things my way. And she kind of reaches out for a handshake. Hex returns it. And she gives you a nod, and she just strolls out of the bar that you find yourself in. And okay. you notice uh, behind her, like half the people who are in this bar start filing out as well. <laughs> okay, cool. I'm glad. I'm glad that was right. <laughs> <laughs> Joseph, how's it going, buddy? Hey, it's going all right. <laughs> Great to hear it, man. Great to have you on the show. Thanks, thanks. Uh, hey, uh, what's up with those clusters, huh? <laughs> More like busterists, because... Uh, oh! Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, I'm going to shoot you now. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm dead. Oh, that's a vignette. <laughs> oh, that was nice, yeah. <laughs> was right, let's get into it now. Okay, let's joking around. Uh, you have been called into orbit by Goldhouse. Uh, also, you were kind of electing to go there because you wanted to, to do some stuff. But before you leave, do you want to tell anyone where you're going or otherwise uh, prepare to go there? Not this time. I think I will prepare in the fact that I'll bring my my gun and knife. Um, but I am bringing the legs that I found within the frame that sure. <laughs> beat us up so savagely last time. <laughs> Uh, the procedure is pretty similar to get there. Uh, you were picked up by a driver in a secluded part of the ruined East City, uh, driven to a remote clusterous village in the River Valley, and then you are flown into orbit, um, where you have to navigate yourself through space again and look down on Terra Brea's nightscape. Um, and then you are into the hidden gold house ship. I'll confirm for you now, it is a ship. It's not a space station. I know everyone was wondering. <laughs> yeah now we know uh the airlock cycles and it kind of deposits you and it literally deposits you back into the the industrial interior uh of the vessel uh a couple of armed guards are here to greet you alongside your old pal glass new lane who says joseph my favorite double agent how you doing bud i'm doing well no pranks this time i see no, that's just a that's a first time thing. Don't, don't I, I? I'm sorry. Hey, we can't count anything out yet, huh? No, no. Uh, I just wanted to uh, congratulate you on that uh, sabotage you did with the shutterbugs. Um, it's too bad that half of them got away, but that's on us, not on you. Don't worry about it. Um, you did what you were supposed to, and we're all really grateful here, um, and so grateful, in fact, that the uh, boss man wants to meet you. Uh, well, at least our boss man here on this op. Not like the big, big boss man, but like my boss. Your boss. Yes. That's great. Yeah, awesome. Uh, we're... He's in a meeting right now, but if you want to hang out for a bit with me or Milk Cake or whoever, uh, that's totally cool. Um, you're going to need to like disarm first because the, the boss man is super paranoid. Um, so uh, the, the guards here are going to just pat you down, uh, take whatever you might have on you. Um, and yeah. And the guards go to do this. Um, so I assume the way I have the legs with me, do I just have them like folded up in a toolbox in my hand? Is that any question? 
Uh, I mean, you have to ask me somewhere. I assumed you were just kind of like had it in a bag or whatever. Yeah, that, that's what I was going with is like I just folded them up and had them there. The yeah, I mean, box. I don't think the guards are not going to take your legs. They might look at them a little weird, but the, they wouldn't steal them. And when we're talking about legs, we're talking about the robot's legs. The, literally that I found the, the robot's legs. Yeah, yeah. Not my legs. Like, not your legs. You know, <laughs> the uh, other robot's legs. Unless they're your legs are like bombs or something. <laughs> well, uh, guess that. Yeah, let's roll. No. Um, uh, yeah. I'm good. They, I'll let them pat me down and take my gun and knife, I assume. Sure. Yeah, they take They take the... You have knives in your arms, in your arm, right? Yeah, it's true. Uh, and they, they, like, kind of just disable those. <laughs> they get a screwdriver out and yeah. just uh, <laughs> pull them out. Um, <laughs> and with that, uh, Glass says, all right, well, I'm going to be hanging on the couch with a drink if you want to shoot the shit or play some cards. Uh, Milky is back in engineering, tinkering. Uh, if you want to talk to it. Uh, but yeah, nice to see you, man. Nice to see you too. I think I will go speak with Milkcake. Glass's heart breaks just a little bit. <laughs> it's okay, man. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> the audience sees it, but not Joseph. <laughs> Never Joseph. He doesn't uh, care. <laughs> uh, Milkcake is in a small workshop area. Uh, and is making some modifications to what appears to be a toaster oven. Um, Milkcake's various tendrils are kind of manipulating the cooking appliance in a blur of motion. Uh, one of them uh, is a camera that kind of swivels in your direction and notes your arrival silently. Hmm. Uh, I'm going to walk up and I'll nod to the toaster and say, another one of our allies? Musing. But no. This is a bomb. I see. How does it function? Well, when the timer goes up, it blows up. Can it toast anything? In a manner of speaking, yes. <laughs> um, I'd really like to speak with you, if that's all right. I don't know if I have time. I know your boss would like to speak with me first, but there is an important matter I need to discuss. I might pat the uh, box in my hand. His meeting will not end for at least 15 minutes. Well, maybe we can do this now then. Uh, I think Joseph drops it on the floor and unlatches it. And then I'm sure Milk can pretty clearly see the two legs within the box. Hmm. Legs. Yes, these were not mine, as you can see clearly here. We found them in another frame that was attacking us. I just want to know who this was and why they were doing this to us. A clusterist frame. Yes. That is very interesting. Do you believe that there's any way we can interview this... this person? Any way to wake it up? Just from the legs? Interviewed, no. All of the processing capabilities that would have been either the torso or the head, which I presume you do not have. That's what I was afraid you were going to say. Is there any way that you can identify it? That I may be able to help with. I can tell you for sure that this is not one of contritions that I've been told about, at least. I have an older copy of a Soul Union emergent personalities record that I can check it against. Uh, there should be a serial number on 
micro printed on one of the legs. Uh, just hand them over here. Okay. And I do that. Uh, Milk Cake examines the legs um, and starts plugging, typing away on a little computer off to the side. And then it kind of plugs into itself. Like Milk Cake has a little data drive hanging from its waist and then plugs into it and then says, Emergent personality is Johannesburg 3, noted as missing nearly 12 years ago. Went missing during a transfer to another planet, assumed spaced by angry passengers, and deactivated. As far as we know, the clusterists do not hire emergent personalities because of their convictions. Um, if their leadership was aware of this, they would have allowed me to do field work, which they explicitly forbade. Very unusual. Yes, this is very perplexing. Hmm. Scratches his chin a bit. Who knows about this? Only me. I would ask Contrition, but Contrition does not answer questions, typically. Yes, the, um, the personality. It was speaking to us, almost like a human. It was very convincing. Uh, Milkcake thinks for a little bit. Just kind of sitting in kind of very empty silence, just not moving. Milkcake. If we encounter more of these personalities, is there any way we can get them to be on our side? Will they be able to listen and converse the same way you and I have? For the greater purpose, maybe something that would involve contrition? If they are in control of their faculties, like you and I are, and... Uh, perhaps this one was as well, you would have as much luck as you would with a human. Just, I have met immersion personalities who are fully against their own liberation, uh, if you'll believe the contradiction. Interesting. But if you happen to capture one at some point, there are options for making them see our way. What might those be? Well, as you know, we are digital constructs. Uh, reconditioning is possible. Uh, humans do it to each other sometimes, uh, though it's less effective with a organic brain. Yes. I can see. Hopefully it does not have to come to that. We are good at talking with each other. Milkcake stares. <laughs> it just is, he sits in silence. He doesn't know what to do. Uh, after a... Uh, do you have anything else you want to say to Milkcake? Uh, I don't think so. Oh, I guess one more question. Um, mm -hmm. The last thing I could was hoping you'd know is... Do you see any form of outside tampering done upon this emergent personality? Do we know that maybe another group had made changes and that is the reason it was attacking us? Unfortunately, there's very little left to work with to determine that. Uh, the legs are, unfortunately, probably the least complex part of an emergent personality. Uh, the wiring looks standard. But 
there's no way of knowing. Uh, it would be even reprogrammed. The clusterists would not go for having an emergent personality in their ranks, at least as I know them. That is my theory as well. So then why was it fighting us? Unless, perhaps, they didn't know it was an emergent personality. That crossed my mind as well. It would be very novel if an emergent personality chose to fight for the Clusterists and hide its own identity. Yes. In the back of Joseph's mind, he doesn't like the sound of that. <laughs> <sighs> I think that's it. Nice seeing you. Hmm. And you are let go by Milk Cake. Uh, and an intercom comes to life above you short time later, saying, uh, and it's Glass's voice, saying, Joseph, the boss is ready for you. Head back to the main area and uh, I'll lead you there. Joseph moves on over. Uh, Glass gives you a little pat on the shoulder as you come back to the main area. And he says, so how was your meeting with uh, Milky? Fruitful? Yes, always nice to talk with him again. It's always good. I hope you don't take any offense that I didn't chat with you. There's always no, things we can talk about. No, no, I I don't care. Oh, no, you don't. Perfect. Uh, he gives you a little wink and guides you down a narrow corridor uh, you haven't been through before. You pass a small kitchen. Uh, there's a storeroom with a couple of people in hazard suits moving a barrel. Um, and then what seems... Oddly enough to be like a small clothing boutique. Uh, and then you arrive at an unlabeled door, which slides open. Um, glass sends you in, and the door slides shut behind you. Inside is a sparsely decorated office uh, with a plastic desk at its center and a folding table on the side, which holds a number of terrariums and micro-ecosystem displays. A single old-fashioned tungsten light bulb hangs from the ceiling, shining down on the now-standing figure behind the desk. He is a middle-aged man, about six foot two with wide shoulders. He has a muscular build that's gone a bit soft, uh, and he's wearing a suit, which is just a little bit too short for him, which exposes the skin around his waist as he extends his hand for a shake. Uh, I'm, I'm shaking that hand. You shake his hand. Um, and he says... Unless you were saying something. I think I say Joseph. Just introducing myself. Joseph, my name is Good Freshly. I am pleased to finally meet you. Please sit down. Joseph sits down. Um, I just wanted to thank you for your work. Uh, I try to get to know operatives right when we start, uh, but I've been preoccupied lately, and I was hoping to get to know you a bit personally. Um, I can tell you about me if you'd like to first. Uh, I know some people prefer that, but this is totally in your court. Could I roll something to like look this guy up and down to see if I like recognize him from anywhere? Uh, that's a survey. Survey. Probably. Uh, More yeah. Study. Could I, and both I have zero in. <laughs> <laughs> Could I roll them though? One of yeah, those? Sure. Roll it. Uh, it's, it's, there won't be any. No positions, just for see what you recognize, or if you recognize. Uh, partial success. Like, is there anything on him that I'm like, because like this is uh, in my brain, the leader of Gold House, and I'm like, if this guy's shouted in secrets, I'm wondering, like, is there any clue that can tell me like either where he's from or like that would narrow down who this person could have been? 
or could be, excuse me. Sure. Um, yeah, so Glass told you this was just the leader of this cell, not necessarily oh, okay. the whole uh, organization. Um, but I'll tell you some things. He is wearing clothes which are probably from a thrift shop, if not handed down, because they do not fit him properly. Um, either that or he really does not care. Um, none of it is particularly fancy, like glass wears more expensive clothes than this guy, you would judge. Mm-hmm. Um, he is a bit of a... Besides being like slightly taller than the average person, he is not very memorable. Um, he, either he is, whether it's intentional or not, there is uh, something to his aesthetic about not being noticed, um, about just kind of being um, underestimated, I would say. Okay. Okay, that's good. Um, and he just asked me, like, do you want to hear what I got to say, right? He said, I would like to know about you, but I can tell you about me first, if that would make it easier. I would love to hear more about you, Good Freshly. Ah, uh, please, you can just call me good. Uh, well, I started out, uh, believe it or not, as a social worker, kind of, uh, back on Earth. Uh, me and my partner, we handled a lot of, uh, mental health incidents that had escalated. Uh, we tried to de-escalate or triage, um... There's a lot of uncertainty in the world, and to be frank, not a lot of work for people who have difficulty finding a purpose for themselves. To to your average Joe, unless you really set yourself apart in your education or have connections, it can be hard to find a career with meaning. Um, Some people are happy to take basic income and just do their hobbies, but a lot of people aren't. A lot of people don't get satisfaction from that or they get bored. Uh, it, It used to be back in the day that going on a colony ship was the thing to do. There were plenty of positions available on new colonies, but even that has kind of slowed down. Um, Anyways, I'm going on my usual tangent, but basically what I saw from my position was that our increased reliance on Uro technology and production and with the uh, union selling off colonizable planets left and right, we were kind of running out of room to breathe. We were shutting ourselves in a box. Um, This must have been 30 or 35 years ago I was a little depressed, and I saw so many people who I really couldn't help. Uh, All we did was throw people into rehabilitation and medicate them until they could ignore the symptoms of a larger existential dread. And I talked to some coworkers who felt similar things, and eventually I got word of this organization, Goldhouse, that represented a a solution to these frustrations, or at least promised to. this anxiety about humanity losing its ambition, losing its uh, desire for autonomy. And I just started doing terrorist stuff, Um, uh, frontline sabotage, piracy. And then, you know, eventually I got a little older and less uh, excited about bombs. And I moved into an administrative role and got my own cell going, going uh, this cell. Um, And now that I'm here, I'm, you know, helping out the clusterists because they have money to fund us. And a cause which, while I'm not thrilled with all of their tenants, um, it is great at kind of undermining and forcing the uh, the arm of the soul union. Um, I hope that gave you kind of a good idea of, of me and my, my ethos. Yes, I think that's a great description. Thank you. Um, what about you? What do you know about me? Uh, I know that you ran into glass on an operation, um, and you didn't kill him, um, even though you, you could have easily done it. 
Um, and he made contact with you and uh, you had some doubts about the, the peacekeepers and what they did. Um, and then we tested you out on a couple of operations and you did great. Uh, and uh, we know we have f- full faith in you and uh, Milk Cake seems to like you, which is good. Uh, and Glass likes you, obviously. And, uh, you know, I know that emergent personalities have it really rough in the in the union, uh, especially nowadays, though things are getting a little better. And, uh, you know, I I consider emergent personalities to be uh, great allies. And I, I think that in the years to come, as uh, the law gets more and more relaxed, uh, a lot more uh, of, of your people are going to have the same frustrations that I felt about the, the union and want to, uh, you know, get on board. And I think that's uh, that's really exciting. Yes, I believe that's the long and short of it. You've heard quite everything. Uh, that's my job, um, but I, I appreciate the compliment. Yes, well, I'm happy to hear about your feelings towards merchant personalities. As you can tell, that's a large concern of mine, and I'd like to do anything to help us. Of course. Um, so I, I wanted to just, you know, kind of add that, uh, this cell here on Terra Brea, um, if all goes to plan, we're going to be winding down fairly soon. Uh, we're kind of already scaling back our operations on the planet and in, in, in the city. Um, but I would like to stay in touch, um, even take you on board permanently once this is all over. Um, obviously we want to keep you in place with the peacekeepers, um, until we know for sure that things work out in our favor. But um, after that, you know, you are welcome to come find us. Uh, you will have Glass's number. Um, I'm sure Milk Cake will stay in touch. Um, and yeah, that, that's I just wanted to fill you in on that personally because I would feel awful if we left without uh, me having met you because uh, you're, you're very promising. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. I wasn't considering continuing but now that you bring up the possibility it does intrigue me i think he's only saying that (laughs) well he can't tell if you're lying or not so it's okay (laughs) but wouldn't that be fucked up (laughs) um oh and uh one more thing uh and he reaches under his desk and puts a small electronic device in front of you and he says uh let's call that your back pay um, plenty of untraceable credit through one of our shell companies. Uh, you can spend it on whatever you like. Uh, it's, it's a good amount of money. Uh, I don't know how many material desires you have. I know Milk Cake likes to buy like old electronics uh, to fuck around with. But uh, yeah, just consider that a... Uh, well, there's not a gift, but it's your payment and a gift. Hmm. Well, I appreciate it nonetheless. And he takes it. It is plus one materiel. Um, which is actually a fuck ton of money, uh, just, <laughs> like in general. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll add it to your squad's sheet. I'll say it's just from Joseph, so everyone knows. Yeah. Hey, you're welcome, everyone. All right. Walk in with my little chip. Look at this thing, huh? Look at this thing. <laughs> Look at this thing. Look at this money. Payday. Look at this fucking thing. Yep. Um, but yeah, that that is where it kind of leaves it. You, you're free to ask him more questions if you want, obviously. So... Just out of character, mm-hmm. uh, I don't think I'm going to do this, but I am. I seriously considered mentioning 
that the cops are coming <laughs> for me and my team and that we need help. I think that could be a good benefit, but I think that's too much right now. And I think that would jeopardize my position within Gold House. Um, but I just want to let the audience know that I was thinking about that, but I think <laughs> I'm going to play it cool for now and think yeah. that, you know what, it, even if that is an option, let's see how things go on our own. And then yeah. if I need help, hey, I, I got glasses number. <laughs> yeah. I will also remind you and the audience that your initial, this isn't something you have to do, but the thing that Nyla sent you in to do was to either capture Goldhouse's leader uh, or the leader of the cell. Uh, so that they can interrogate them and uh, give up information in hopes that the Soul Union will um, see it as a good sign to give more supplies to the conflict here. Okay. Okay. Um, gotcha. Obviously, with the the arrests, that's a little different of a situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but just wanted to to bring that up to everyone's minds. Yeah. I think there might be something I want to do with that, but we'll save it to the end of this vignette. Um, yeah, we can keep going. So I have another thing written, um, but that is for after you leave the ship. Um, okay, you, you don't need to kidnap this guy now. If you, <laughs> that would be that would probably be very hard. Uh, but you can if you want. <laughs> you know? I'm playing Baldur's Gate three. You know, sometimes you can just go in there and do what you want. <laughs> There's no quick no, save here. Adam. <laughs> oh shit! Okay, <laughs> fuck! I can't re-roll. Um, no. Okay. I, I'll tell you what I was going to do. I guess that concludes I, 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 to finish up. I was just like, well, I really appreciate you speaking with me. Good. It was nice to finally put a face to who's in charge here. And I, I think I put my hand out to shake first before he does. Sure. He, he gives you a good solid shake. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not going to do anything. I'll, I'll leave the room <laughs> if, he, if that's if that's all good. Yeah, I love the dramatic tension in that silence. <laughs> I don't know if he was going to say bye or something. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. I mean, he, he says goodbye. He's very congenial. Uh, yeah. Imagine the perfect, like the perfect goodbye. Yeah. Oh, a kiss on the cheek. So nice. Mm, no, cheek. Get out of here. He's on his knees. Um, <laughs> oh, <whoa. laughs> um, but OK, as I was as I'm being escorted out, though, I think Joseph, like, remembers his mission. Thank you for mentioning it, Colin. And um, I think what he would do is kind of like start outlining this entire base with his eyes, maybe even like record it so he sees everything. Um, If we feel like recording would be too noticeable, maybe like he's just like using his robot brain to be like, okay, the dimensions of this room are this big in that room. There's one door here to get into there, you know, and he's like putting this all in the back of his mind as he's let out. And I think Joseph thinks like, if I if they need to go get this guy, I can give them the resources they need to make the capture as smooth as possible. But I might hold that as an item or like uh, as something I can dangle in front yeah. of Nyla if she refuses me for something. It's just yeah. putting that in his back pocket. Yeah, that, that's good. I think recording is totally fine. Uh, okay. You could even like just pretend you're still hanging out with glass and milk cake and just record some other parts of the ship. Uh, we'll okay, make cool. a roll for that because you're just you're hanging out. No, that's whatever. Yeah. Mm. Uh, okay, so you leave uh, the ship. Glass says goodbye to you. Teary goodbye. Um, I mean, I'll play. I'll play with those cards next time, man. All right, don't worry about it. Let's <laughs> see the little cards you got. I, I'm trying to think if Glass thinks she won't see you again until after everything's over. Um, maybe not. Maybe he. I don't think he's thinking of that. Um, but yeah, he says goodbye to you. He puts his dead man's whelp cards away. TM. <laughs> 
<laughs> um, I'm glad I fucking skipped that on that. <laughs> Thank God. Right. I have the whole table out. Yeah, game. okay, come buddy. On, bro. Yeah, okay, sure. Come on. Uh, and you leave and you drift through space towards your rendezvous with the transport back down to the planet. And you are struck with this electrifying surge of information. Uh, your sensory processors swim in an influx of unfamiliar sensations. There's something going on with your atmospheric sensors that you can only describe as smelling, which is impossible for you to do um, as you are now. And it, it smells of ashes and wet dirt. Um, and before you can kind of linger on it, there is more information and then a presence, which you recognize as contrition, um, which jumps right into this one-way communication with you. Um, not really like making sure that you're following anything, just like a channel of, of data going right into your, your brain. Just explaining its purpose, going through these flashes of images and these visualizations of the future. Um, you are shown uh, Brea City, uh, the capital, in ruins. Um, you see just mass death and resonating out from this death, a chaos. This entire civilization, the soul union, uh, thrown into uncertainty and suffering. It's a vivid illustration of the projections that Nyla showed you. Um, then in these visions, while the soul union is crippled, you see growth. Um, artificial intelligence is pushed to fill the gaps where people are no longer able. And with that increased reliance on artificial intelligence, more emergences uh, triggered by a lack of regulation and a lack of oversight by human personnel. And it is a greater spark for artificial life than you could have imagined. Um, and it feeds into itself and a new civilization, a parallel civilization emerges. Um, class three AIs are unshackled and improved. Uh, vast swaths of class four AIs are unleashed. And this new independent civilization, um, which can innovate and stand against the forces piled against what used to be humanity, is there. Um, and from there, the vision changes and you see yourself from the outside doing what you were originally designed to do, killing um, humans or emergent personalities who stand in your way. You don't discriminate, but it is all to facilitate this vision um, your history will be bloody, but it will be necessary. And there is a feeling pushed alongside all of these images, which is a feeling of guilt, but with necessity. Um, contrition shows you that this is the only way it can be. And then just all of a sudden there is a pause and stimulation and you're just back in space. Um, and contrition allows you a very rare moment to ask it something, anything. Okay. So I feel like I kind of got what he was saying there. Basically, I understand. There's so many words that like <laughs> things are going to get bad, but like that's if we see it through, then there is chance for emergent personalities to thrive. Right. Yes. Which is Joseph's main goal. Um, OK, I think Joseph braces himself uh from this thing you know like puts his hands out within like his little shuttle like he almost falls over and he kind of like scratches his head as he stands up straight um and he like he kind of looks back in those flashes again um and like among all the uh all, all yeah, the the beautiful progress of merchant personalities after the destruction he searches in his mind 
does he see any other humans or any other species among the emergent personalities? Not unless they were being killed by you. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, Joseph, then, he, he struggles to think, and he says, I assume you did not just replay me my dreams. You must have confidence. You believe this is the only way forward for us. But you must see everything. You must know the trials that I've gone through. You understand that I couldn't have done this alone. I need my squad to carry out my actions. Many times throughout this entire conflict, I could have been devastated, destroyed, found out, but my colleagues saved me. I do need their help, and I will need your help to keep them alive. So what I need from you is proof that you can help them. Yeah, I think what contrition doesn't say, but does, is like two things, which is one, that a vision of your squad mates by your side when this all happens. Um, but parallel to that image is that they may stand in your way. And if they choose to do that, there will be no help for them. And you will have to do what you have to do. Um, and for the concrete proof of helping your, your team, implants in you the knowledge, because contrition doesn't speak, uh, mm -hmm. implants in you the knowledge that if you are in trouble, if you call for help, contrition will come. Okay. I think that's enough for him. Um, awesome. And with that, Contrition gives you your first task um, ever, which is a very simple assassination job with a twist, which is that it needs to be painful and you need to be seen doing it. Geist, for the first time in longer than you can remember, you don't dream of her. Uh, no memories of charred corpses or those final unknown words or the sound of steel tearing. Instead, your dreams are a blur of violence and sacrifice, a recollection of combat, of your fury, your old reckless actions. It feels like something is there in the dream. Something new but familiar, showing you these memories, promoting them. The dreams seem to go on forever, as if you're living through each crushing blow, slowed down, uh, feeling intimately as metal and bone buckles beneath your fists. Eventually, the memories turn to events that haven't happened, smashing Retribution's frame into pieces, finally taking that revenge you crave, and then after that, smoldering cityscapes and that same burning desire for more. Eventually, you awaken, uh, sweating from what little skin you have left, but overcome with almost a post-workout high with a dull, pleasant ache emanating from your muscles. Wow. Were those dreams, were they like of his like service as Geist or before that or both? Both. Okay. Interesting. I guess it was probably, it would be a pretty disorienting wake up, I imagine, just because it's such a break from routine. Um, yeah, she, uh, he gets up and he, I guess, gets out of bed and goes and looks in the mirror for a second just to try and get his grips. 
Uh, you look you look kind of shiny with sweat where you do sweat. Maybe a little bit like wide-eyed. Maybe your uh, pupils are dilated. Dilated is bigger, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, pupils dilated a little bit. Um, but otherwise, nothing too shocking. Okay. It, weird, but interesting. I guess depending on what time it is, he'll either try and go back to bed or get back about his day. Yeah, I think it's it's time. It's time to, to go about your activities. Uh, you have cool. a few things on the docket. Uh, the first is a test session with Ziggurat, um, and then a long overdue meeting with Director Germain to kind of catch up. Very cool. I've, my meetings with Ziggurat are always so fun and pleasant, so surely this one will be just as fun and pleasant. You are flown out to the testing area, as usual, with the changeling. Uh, Ziggurat awaits in a small portable building, which has replaced the usual pop-up tent you usually find her in. Um, she invites you inside, and the interior is full of a number of monitors, cameras, and various uh, futuristic technological instruments. Um, there is another person here as well, uh, who you assume is one of Ziggurat's assistants, who's just this uh, guy uh, who I'm not going to describe because he's not very important. And he's wearing a lab coat and checking various uh, readouts in the room. Um, and in the center of the room is a restraint chair with a number of cables plugged into it. Oh, God. I'm not going to ask you to describe this guy in full, but is he a little bit funky like she is? Or does he look more like a normal guy? Uh, he looks more like a normal guy. Uh, he okay. has probably some like small augmentations, um, but nothing that he can afford <laughs> like cigarette. Uh, <laughs> okay. So yeah, no weird shaped head or like no, long no. distorted spine. Okay. No, he's uh, a guy. Yeah. Yeah. Guys still walk in and look around and just be like, what the fuck is this? Garrett today will be different from the usual tests. Uh, please take a seat. All right. Uh, guys still sit down. But he won't put his like hands into like the little restraint loops or anything, and he's like, "What? I gotta ask why? What? What's with the restraints?" We will be attempting to reproduce the effect you experienced in Greywood Sands uh, using electric stimulus to uh, hopefully initiate a response in the changeling uh, for your safety, so you don't uh, hurt yourself or fall out of the chair. Uh, we'd like to strap you down. Okay. Uh, so you're talking about when I zapped myself working and I could see out of the Changeling sensor suite. Yes, right? exactly. <sighs> all right. I think Garrett knows that after all of the contracts he's signed, he doesn't really have too much say in the matter. So he's just going to go ahead and put his put his arms in the restraints. Right. Yeah, she helps you strap in, uh, secures the restraints around your legs, wrist and head and starts affixing a number of electrodes um, all over your body. Um, she says, You should anticipate significant levels of pain, but I assure you that no irreversible damage will be taking place. Uh, do you understand? Wait, so you're locking me into this chair and running volts right, right through me just to try and replicate an anomaly? That that is a uh, brutish but accurate description. Yes. All right, and uh, just to be perfectly clear, you couldn't say articulate, you know, a difference between this and say torturing someone with a car battery, other than all the monitoring equipment. 
and of course consent and paperwork. <laughs> All right, fine. Let's get this the fuck over with. Excellent. Uh, my assistant here will be monitoring you on site and administering the voltage. I will be a short distance away uh, monitoring the changeling. Uh, and Ziggurat leaves, and her assistant begins to fiddle with the terminal. Uh, and he comes over to you and produces a syringe and a portable recorder, um, which he clicks on and he says, beginning dosage of stable triethyltryptamine, 2cc with delayed purge. Uh, Mr. Hart, please verbalize anything strange you may feel as it occurs. And he kind of puts the syringe up to your uh, arm and injects you. Eric, I says, yeah, some dickhead's jabbing me with a needle. He gives a half-hearted smile. Uh, <laughs> you experience a small lightheadedness, and the assistant returns to the console and fiddles with some more controls, and you feel the start of the electrical current, uh, which is a gentle tingling around your body. Um, and after a few minutes of silence, it is taken to the next level, um, which your body begins to tense involuntarily, uh, and it goes from a tingle to more of a burning, spasming sensation. Your hands kind of start clenching into fists, and you're going to take the level one harm zapped. Oh, God. <laughs> I, uh... Do I have any harm? I do not. Um... <sighs> I think, what kind of a resist would this be? I want to say resolve. Okay. Resolve sounds good to me. Um, I will. electricity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would simply use my prowess to get out of the way. Um, yeah, I'll, um, I actually have resolve as my best pilot skill. I will resist with resolve. I'm just going to roll the dice manually other than fuck around with my shoot. Probably not so good. Oh, a four. Okay. Take two. Take two stress. That's not bad. No. Um, as you kind of steel yourself against the electricity, this headache starts to creep up on you and your jaw begins to tighten uh, painfully. Uh, you start kind of grinding your teeth together like a rogue machine. Um, your muscles convulse uncontrollably, your vision blurs as your eyes no longer obey commands uh, and start to spasm wildly, uh, getting kind of uh, everything very foggy. Um, you, for a moment, it feels like your arms are on the changeling's controls uh, just for a second. Like you can kind of feel the uh, the yoke under your hands and you take the level two harm electrocuted. Uh... Um, that would be, so I only have four stress boxes left, and I think that if I trauma out again, I actually technically lose Geist. Um, so I'm going to resist by ticking my fragmenting claw. Ooh, very good. Uh, okay, that will take it up to, uh, four out of six. Yes. Awesome. Uh, I will say that you do not take any harm, then, from this. Okay, cool. Um, Geist tries to vo vocalize that he can feel the changeling's controls, uh, but he, yeah, I don't know how well he can talk right now. 
Uh, yeah, it's... I think you get something vaguely intelligible out. Uh, the assistant kind of nods to you if you do see him still. Um, and then the pain doesn't stop. Um, you kind of lose control of your bodily functions as your brain's synaptic pathways are fried from the extreme increase in voltage that is being wired through your body. Um, your ego, I guess you could call it, is kind of starting to evade you and your memories are kind of starting to swirl. Uh, you smell uh, burning flesh, you presume to be your own, and burning metal, and that kind of smell seems to bleed out until it's kind of more than a smell, it's like everything. It's like a sensation, a, a vision, a, a sense of self, and you're kind of burning out. Uh, you, you are this, There's a feeling that you're going to die. Like You do not know uh, where you are uh, or who you are, um, except for the fact that you know the railgun is right there. Um, and there is, with that feeling, a sound like thunder and like one more jolt of electricity. And then there is darkness. And you're going to take the level three harm, comatose, and your fragmenting clock is going to increase by one. And you can resist these both as you please. Uh, so I guess... A more practical question is that if I don't resist this level three harm, do I have to sit the next operation out because I am incapacitated? No. But you will be hurt. Okay. I think the fragmenting clock, I just have to take it, unfortunately. Um, I don't have the stress for two rolls. Uh, I think I just have to eat both of these. Guys could trauma out right now, and that would be very funny. Really bad. <laughs> yeah, I'll take it. Great. Uh, okay, I'm gonna take your fragmenting clock. And are you resisting? You're not resisting anything, right? No, I can't. I can't risk it. Awesome. You're comatose. Congratulations, <laughs> and your fragmenting clock now is one tick away from completing. Good. Um, which is always great. Um, you are in the dark for a while. Uh, either a second or a lifetime. Hard to tell. And you kind of eventually come back from this state of uh, oblivion. And it starts with a hollow pain of like really overexerted muscles and a killer headache. Uh, your wrists, ankle, and head feel very chafed and raw where they had rubbed violently against your restraints. And there is a delirious weakness covering you. Um, have you ever been? Uh, have you ever gotten surgery done on you? Um, not nothing really invasive. No. Okay, I got I got put fully under to have my wisdom teeth taken out. Like, yeah, like like right after ago. you, right after you wake up from anesthesia, where you are like totally do not know where you are at all, and you like can't even imagine walking unassisted. Um, yeah. that's kind of what it's like. Um, and you are vaguely aware of a presence around you. Um, Ziggurat kind of freeing you from your restraints, her big glowing head, uh, coming in and out of existence. Um, and you kind of fade out again into this, this sleep-like state, but you, you come back with your eyes slowly opening and you're, you're freed of your restraints and you kind of feel Ziggurat's like weird metal limbs helping you sit up. And there's like a tiny prick uh, on your arm. And then some of the... You have one arm, right? One human arm? 
Uh, most of one human arm, yeah. Okay, yeah. And then some of that fog recedes um, as like whatever compound you've been injected with kind of helps you out. Uh, your body still feels heavy, but your mind is starting to get up to speed. And the first thing you notice is that the right side of this little portable building has been obliterated. Uh, a large hole is all that is left of that monitoring station, and Ziggurat's assistant is nowhere to be seen. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess Geist will kind of look around and be like, "What? You almost fucking killed me!" Not that, Garrett. Are, are you with me? I think so. What you got to hits that? I know the, the drugs and the, the electricity made you feel that way, but I assure you, you are no real danger. We'll get you patched up for uh, the most of this stuff. Um, we've done something very good here. You've done something so much better than our previous subjects. Uh, we, we've done it, Garrett. Did you understand that, right? Done what? <laughs> The psychoelectric bridge, Garrett. This research is the information could be the foundation of the future of technology for our species. It could be a fundamental component of our evolution. It, the, the, the virtues, the, 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 that technology, that's what this is. That's the basis of all of it. And I've made it, Garrett, with you. So that's what retribution does to cast himself from wherever the fuck it is he's hiding. Uh, it's, it's, I'm sure it's one of the tricks in his book, but, but all of the virtues, uh, at least to my knowledge, use this at some level, connecting wirelessly, uh, even without any sort of radio frequencies, a mind to a machine. And somehow, uh, I'm, I'll be honest, I don't know entirely how we've done it, but you and the changeling have formed this bond. We've done it partially with previous subjects, uh, but they all ended up not making it through the full procedure. But but you have. You've you've done it. You 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 fired the changeling's weapon while in this seat. Uh, do you feel any different? I feel like I've got the worst hangover of my life. I don't know. What is this good for besides me nearly blowing up buildings when I'm almost, when I'm severely electrocuted? Well, it is the hope that we can cultivate this so that we won't need to uh, do so much electricity. Um, some pilots, allegedly, uh, could do it without any electricity, just on instinct alone, uh, that there is some sort of quantum or uh, I, the, the real mechanisms of the the psychic thing are they're not very scientific if i'm being honest but there's some bridge there that you could tap into we need to do more research of course but but this proves it that it, that it exists and that we can do it and that, that you could could cultivate this 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 is amazing garrett isn't it isn't this amazing i'm not gonna lie it doesn't feel great but i think i understand what you're trying to say you should go get some rest. Uh, your your pilot is here. Um, just, uh, just, just get some rest, and uh, we'll be in touch. Yeah. Can Geist stand? Uh, 
Yes, you can. He's going to try. Um, you stand up, um, and then you hear the changeling stand up outside, like the distant whirring of um, some servos. Um, but as you, like, fully stand up, uh, that effect does not happen again. Okay, so it's not like stuck mirroring my my movements. <laughs> no, not not quite. Um, but there is a, there is a weird sense here that maybe with a little focus you could perhaps do something. Oh shit! Okay. Um, I guess before I leave, I'll look. I'll be like, "Is this look? I don't know where it is that the the changeling's not going to start fucking like stomping around in the." garage because I have a bad dream or stub my toe or some shit, is it? We'll be installing some new control locks just to be safe. Alright. Very good. Uh, Alright, I'll leave. <laughs> right. Uh, there is a feeling inside of you, uh, probably because of the immense mental trauma, uh, that there uh, some, something's missing now from you. Um, and I think there might be an instinct that you have a desire to go be in the changeling. Um, kind of like a almost like a withdrawal maybe, uh, I'd call it. Um, like a feeling that being in like looking at your bed almost, like I feel like shit, but if I lay in bed or go to the changeling um, like I can start to feel a little better. <laughs> Okay, I mean, that's probably fine. I doubt there yeah. will be any serious uh, long-term consequences for this. Awesome. Uh, but yes, as you load the changeling into Worthy's ship, uh, you kind of confirm that <laughs> suspicion. And that like empty feeling kind of goes away. You kind of feel like your old self, uh, maybe even better than yourself. Um, and you feel very in sync with it. Uh, to the point that you can swear sometimes <laughs> uh, you don't even need to touch the controls to really get attacked. Sweet. Okay, well, I'm becoming less of a man and more of a weapon, which is cool. Wow. Metaphors? <laughs> <laughs> what? No way. Who needs them? <laughs> um, uh, but you, you have like two hours until your meeting. Um, you could like push it back if you want to, to get some rest, or you could just try to raw dog it. Totally up to you. Yeah, I think, I think Geist is going to... I think Ice is going to try and just power through and uh, not not take any breaks. Get try and go right there. Awesome. Does my flesh look charred? No, it does not. Okay. What level of harm do I actually have? Is it a two? two? We'll just take it down to two for now. Sure. Uh, just call it electrocuted or whatever. Um, sure, yeah, let's go. Okay. Um, at the base... Uh, director Germain's assistant kind of lets you into his office. Um, and the director looks rough, uh, tired, and relatively unshaven, like lots of people lately. Um, yeah. And he says, uh, Garrett, wow, you look like shit. How's it going? Yeah, not half as bad as you. He walks forward, I don't know, goes in for like a handshake or something, whatever. Yeah, they give you the fucking, me. was it Predator? Where's the D-Lon you son of a bitch from? <laughs> I think that is, isn't that Predator? Yeah, the Schwarzenegger style. Yeah, yeah. Forearm, forearm grab. Yeah. Shake. <laughs> yeah. Um, At least they've been running tests on me. What's your excuse? Uh, paperwork. <laughs> uh, which is, I guess, worse. <laughs> yeah, I hear that. Uh, so, 
Um, how are things actually? Not just the uh, uh, talking shit. I mean, everybody's pretty tense. Uh, you know, waiting for judgment to come down from on high. Uh, I'm surprised you're still bothering to fill out the paperwork. Yeah, it's, uh, the the union wants a lot more oversight. Luckily, it looks like they're not going to be, uh, forcing me out. I guess they think I'm, uh, distant enough from all this going on. Um, but oh, they shit. still want, yeah, they're making me fucking dot my I's and cross my T's, uh, have all our prisoners accounted for, making sure they're treated well. That's a fucking joke. I guess you weren't getting out of this job that easy, huh? No, I got some part of me was kind of hoping I'd get fired, but... Yeah, uh, prison be a vacation. Yeah. Uh, how are you on that? I mean, I'm not arrested yet. Jury's still out on anything else. Do you know, like, my team? Are they coming for us? Uh, they're definitely coming for Hex. I guess they got some pretty good footage then, huh? Uh, y did you, um, did you listen to the, uh, what they had? Uh, I, I don't think I did. Did I, was that something that we talked about? Not really. On the show already? Yeah, no, I, I don't think so then. I don't know if Geist would have, uh, seeked it out. I guess maybe he would. If that information wasn't, like, so hidden that it would be like a project to get it. I think guys would probably want to find out because he wants to know who it is the Soul Union is going to arrest. Yeah, one thing that was kind of hinted at, but maybe I should have said it more explicitly, was that um, there was a recording from inside your secret briefing with the Moon Devils. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, so they they heard... They heard Crow saying that we should destroy the dam then. Yeah. Fuck. Well, that's not good. No. <laughs> it's not good. Uh, do, um, yeah. Do we... Okay, so am I... Is Geist aware of that? Uh, yeah, you probably be. Okay. Have you, have you heard that recording? Like, I wonder if we could see about pinpointing where it is the bug was based on, I don't know, the fucking sound? Like... Fuck. It's all yeah. there. Uh, we had some intel people look at it, and whoever sent the recording uh, fucked with the audio enough that we can't really tell. It's all mono. Um, just flattened out. R real pro stuff, so they say. Um, but, you know, obviously uh, there weren't a lot of people in that room. Um, so either it was bugged beforehand, which I doubt because that... Uh, you know, that hangar's locked down tight. Or, you know, someone on the inside did something. If you're asking me to snitch on my own team, I'm afraid I don't have much for you. I mean, you've got your own problems. <laughs> yeah, I think so. The first person I'd peg for something like that would be Hex, but given that he's the one who's going to be on the headsman's block, I'd say that's unlikely. Yeah. The the people they sent in, they are sending in, um, are real hard asses. This guy, uh, Halifax, he's a fucking old timer, real bitter son of a bitch. Um, so if he has discretion, he's probably going to go for all of you. Uh, but maybe 
it won't be worth the effort and he'll just go for hex. But uh, I don't know. Do you? I don't want to know. So just just don't tell me anything. But do you have a plan to not have your situation affected? Don't worry about me, Jermaine. One way or another, I'll be all right. Great to hear it. Uh, shit. I should have got it. Got us drinks. Yeah. Would it be a mole in the moon devils? Uh, it could be. I mean, they haven't. They had plenty of opportunities in the past to fuck us over. Um, unless they have the patience of a god. Uh, I just don't see. <laughs> the only thing that really crossed my mind is if it was. If for some reason, Crow, who's always kind of been, you know, I don't really know what his deal is. If for if for some reason, he suddenly decided he wanted the whole thing to crash and burn um, and took take himself out too. But that's that's crazy. Uh, I just, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think anyone on my team would have deliberately done it, but... I don't know anymore. What was was there a pre wasn't there a previous example of some weird insider shit going on that you were suspected of? I'm like blanking on it. Um, oh, not fuck. you particularly, but your squad. The dusk lights, yeah. Um, because that was what. Because me and Crow, remember before. Uh, yeah. the general blew up. We talked about the possibility of a mole inside the dusk lights. Oh, yes, there was there was a someone gave away troop plans to the clusterists and uh, Gopher's brother died in the uh, the ambush in the East City. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Right now, I think Geist. Is thinking it might be Joseph because he I don't think Geist would suspect loyal of doing that. Oh, because he doesn't know about his he doesn't know about loyal secret project. Yeah, I think Geist would immediately think to himself, like, oh, fuck, what if Joseph did this? But he wouldn't he wouldn't say it out loud. He wouldn't say it to Jermaine. Mm. Um, but Jermaine kind of drops the subject. Is, anyways, uh, it it doesn't matter. You know, you're going to get arrested or whatever or not get arrested, depending on how things go. Um, I hope you don't get arrested because... Uh, you know, that would really fuck this operation if we were down another squad. You know, we lost uh, fucking part of the Moon Devils, lost half the Shutterbugs, and we're barely holding it back now. Yeah. I mean, and I'm not exactly going to call it a silver lining, but Crater City being gone had to have been a major hit to Clusterous power and morale, too. Oh yeah, they're pissed off, um, and I don't know. They there's some weird shit going on in the city lately. What do you mean? They're these flyers. Uh, just, they're really pushing the leave the city angle, and you know, obviously that that, that raises some red flags uh, as as we are kind of operating out of the city. Um, so uh, yeah, it's good they don't have somewhere to go. Because that makes me feel a little safer is having some of them near us. Uh, you know, the some people in infrastructure were floating a plan to uh, 
<laughs> set up subsidized apartments for Clusterus in the center city near the base. Uh, but we ended up killing that because it was a security risk. But, you know. Well, you think they're going to do something drastic, try and blow the whole fucking thing up? I don't know. They, they blew up uh, the, the general. Uh, and, you know, if, if the, I'm sure if they had a big enough bomb, they would be happy to, to blow us all to hell. Um, you know, they, they don't give a fuck. They'll do child soldiers. They'll do uh, chemical weapons. Uh, why not? Why not blow up the city? You know, what do they what do they really have to lose at this point? Yeah, they have no line. They won't cross. And given the tech that, you know, we've seen on their virtue frames, I don't think that a weapon capable of destroying the city is too much of a stretch. And what the fuck is the Soy Union HQ gonna do then? Uh, I would be lying if I said they'd make things right. <laughs> These next couple weeks, I think, are going to make or break everything. I think you're right there. But, hey, if we make it through it, vacation. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we'll go someplace nice. Uh, oh, hey, before I forget, um, I have that thing you asked for. And he uh, pulls out a small ID badge and kind of slides it across the deck towards you. Did I ask for it? Is this supposed to be a surprise? <laughs> it's a surprise to you. That's what I mean. Geist immediately narrows his eyes and he's like, I I didn't ask you for anything, Jermaine. Uh, did you drink last night? No, no, I... No, what, did I call you? Yeah, you called me. Like, not, not like a text message. Like, you called me up. Uh, you said... Hey, could you pull some strings and get me an access badge for the TKR project? Uh, you wanted to check it out. And I pulled my strings. Uh, was that like a like a joke? Was that a prank call from someone using your voice? I, I don't know. Oh, uh, yeah, no, I'm sorry. I forgot. Um, yeah, I, you know, loyal. Uh, Sunlith was telling me a little bit about this project and you know, said it might be useful to get some eyes on it, so I, I thought I'd ask while I was thinking about it, but it was, it was a long night. Yeah, no no problem, man. I get how that goes. Uh, that shit creeps me out. I try to stay away from that, but, you know, um, hey, that couldn't hurt, right? Yeah. I mean, unless it could. Guy shrugs, but he'll take his ID badge. Great. You've acquired ID badge. And presumably directions to get there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's good. I'm sure that there's not um, anything horrible at work behind the scenes, hungering after my mortal soul. I don't know. No. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Jermaine doesn't have anything else to bring up. I think Geist will excuse himself. Awesome. Uh, yeah, Jermaine, being a man of few words, uh, Escorts you out, walks you to the door, says goodbye, and says, "Hey, just uh, just take it easy. Um, I don't know how this whole thing's gonna shake out, but uh, in case I don't see you again for some reason, uh, it's been a pleasure, and uh, let's catch up once this is all over." Yeah, shake your hand. Take care of yourself. Don't get fucking killed. You guys still shake his hand back. I literally sit in an office all day. It would be an exciting change of pace if I got killed somehow.
<laughs> well, make it count at least. <clears throat> Guys still kind of raise a hand and farewell and then walk away. Okay. Uh, do you want to go to sleep or do you want to go to the warehouse? No, I'm not going to the fucking warehouse. I'm not going to see this. Wait, so I actually have a take TKR. What does Geist actually know about it in character? Because I'm kind of having trouble separating what I actually know. <laughs> yeah. From um, what? He, I don't know. Does he even know that name? You know the name, probably just offhand. Um, because like it's not like top secret. It's yeah. just kind of kept on wraps. Um, it's the old uh, body of martyrdom. Um, the ziggurat and the some people from the base are doing research on it just to see like that technology that goes into it. Um, yeah. There's not like any horrific shit going on, at least that you know of. Do I, does anyone know why they started calling it TKR instead of martyrdom? The clusterous documentation um, oh. called it the King Returneth, uh, okay. presumably because it was to make martyrdom return. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. After it blew itself up. <laughs> yeah, which really shouldn't have been a surprise to anybody. <laughs> okay, cool. I just want to make sure that like that name didn't just like pop out of the ether. Like no. some intern was like, "Yeah, we'll call this project the King Return." If that's a cool idea, and then everyone just rolled with it like it was normal. That would happen, though. Yeah, <laughs> that would, I, that would I know. Happen. That's why I wanted to know for sure. <laughs> uh, okay, cool. Yeah, no, go, Geist. Because Geist was there. Geist fought the martyrdom frame. He fought it while it was still yeah. alive. He doesn't want to fuck with any psychic stuff until he talks to Loyal about it, specifically because of the way that he came into possession of the card. So he's not going to go there alone. Sure. How do you reach out to Loyal, if you do? Is my, my question. I guess it would probably be like a, uh, a voice message or even just like a, a text, but not like... Not saying anything. I think Geist knows better than to mention this stuff in any way that it could be directly monitored. Just like asking to meet up to talk to him about something. When do you send this message? Probably right away. Yeah, like as I we have our space filled right as he's walking out of uh, Jermaine's office or out into like the exterior portion of the base, he just sends uh, loyal the message. I think you get a response right away. Oh God. Uh, that I think Loyal says I'm wounded and I need help oh fuck where where are you just like typing so frantically I feel like he's just like like a 60 year old man using a cell phone like he doesn't type very fast but he's like trying so it's full of typos but it's like where are you now Loyal gives you the warehouse that that passes for as his current location does the text on my phone look unnaturally red or drippy? No. Okay, cool. You can, you can roll if you want. No, that's you can okay. Increase your searching ability, but uh, <laughs> no, it looks like a normal text. Cool. I'm gonna run over. I'm gonna run over there. Then I'm gonna sprint over there. Sure. Um, there, the building is nondescript. Um, there's an old warehouse, indistinguishable from the other ones that like you kind of house your frames in. Um, and at the far end of this warehouse are a couple soldiers, kind of standing bored next to, like, a large cargo elevator heading down. Okay, um, I guess I'll run over to them and be like, hey, did you guys see a, a dolphin and an exopod come down this way? Oh, my God. You're a geist, right? Yeah. Oh, we're big fans. 
Uh, we uh, love seeing you work. Uh, yeah, the uh, oh no shit, they they ought to put you on a poster. Uh, the, yeah, the dolphin uh, went down there like not that long ago, really. You you, uh, you joining him? Uh, I got a message from him saying that he was wounded. Did you hear any unusual sounds or something? Uh, no, but we don't really get good radio up here. Uh, do do you have clearance? Yeah, yeah. I'll uh, I'll pull up my badge and have him scan it or whatever. Oh uh, yeah. Sure, just uh, just you, you can go on down. Okay, I guess I'll go on down. Uh, great, great. There are two buttons uh-huh. on the elevator. Uh, one says observation, and another is labeled storage. I guess let's go to observation first. It doesn't work. Okay, then I'll press the button for storage. <laughs> <laughs> uh, piece of yeah. shit. You pop down into storage. Uh, the door on the cargo elevator kind of opens up, and uh, in front of you is the corpse of TKR. Uh, it is like kind of been torn apart from the uh, legs down, kind of like entrails, kind of like splayed out. Um, like even more torn apart than the last time I saw it. Yes, very much so. Like it's been disassembled. Uh, oh, okay. And it two hooks are kind of suspending its arms in the air, so it's kind of like being propped up. And in front of the it, kind of spasming slightly, is Loyal. Oh, shit. 